What red flags and in interviews have made you decline a job offer? I was once asked during a job interview about my tolerance to verbal attacks. When the person noticed that I was a bit taken aback by the question, he quickly followed up and said to keep in mind he was talking about verbal attacks and not physical ones. I immediately realized that this would not be a job for me and I excused myself from further consideration for the position. What kind of job was it? And did the interviewer mean verbal attacks from customers or co-workers or, worse yet, the boss? I can see how that could be a red flag for some positions, but if you're applying for telesales or jobs where you're likely to have to deal with angry customers, being able to handle verbal attacks is vital. Interviewer has visible anger issues with other staff. I encountered this at the beginning of my career. They didn't hire me, which was good. I've legit watched a manager unleash on his co-workers not knowing that I could see him because I was early in my interview. Coincidentally, I took the job just because I knew it would be short-term and my friend worked there. Didn't even get to the interview. Got a call to set up an interview. I say, okay, I can do Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. He says, I need you to come in today. Okay, I need a job, so I say I can try. Where do I need to go? He was an hour away by car. I said I couldn't, and he got all huffy. Like, dude, if you're this crappy when I don't work for you, I don't even want to know how you treat employees. If they need you to interview them right now, then they need you to start working for them right now. Absolutely do not accept their job offer unless you're absolutely desperate yourself. Exactly. I looked it up on Glassdoor and it was very grim. My fiancé had a guy that called for a same-day interview and he was verbally attacking my fiancé for not being able to come in because our county was under a travel ban because it was a freaking blizzard outside. He passed on that job, obviously. I had a job offer me unpaid bonus hours as a form of community service. Reminded me of seeing a job posting that said with the position you'd enjoy the variety of working various shifts, holidays, and weekends as needed. Yes, because that's something anyone would enjoy. Was invited to interview for a remote position, but did some research and found out they made employees install software that took a photo of their face every nine minutes to ensure they weren't goofing off. Can you imagine? I don't want my employer to have a huge collection of the awkward facial expressions I make. Declined interview. Take a thousand photos of your face staring at the monitor, install a virtual webcam software, and run those photos in an endless loop. You are now invisible. Make sure you wear the same color shirt to work each day. Over the various bad workplace compilations like this that I've done, one thing has become very clear. There are a great many companies out there that would identify the social conditions of George Orwell's 1984 as a goal to aspire to rather than a social warning. It's a red flag for me if they stumble over what the exact job description is. Or if they say, we'll work that out later. Or if they say, duties as assigned. I've seen this looking for jobs as a software engineer. For us anyway, this isn't a red flag because it's impossible to determine all the duties required when the product itself is ever-evolving. For example, I was asked to set up a few build machines because I took good notes when I onboarded, although that was never in the job description. We were a small company, so it made sense to have few engineers handle things such as this rather than hire another employee to handle all of it. Oh, and they say, you decide how much you make. I agree, meaning that if you take that job, it'll be brutal work to go over a minimum wage. When you walk through the site and you don't see a single person smiling. I don't mean those fake customer service smiles either. If everyone there looks miserable, I'm out. Life is too short for that. Even worse, when a couple of people are shaking their head no when you make eye contact with them. I had one person do that to me when I was being interviewed for a personal assistant job. He kept looking at me, then I noticed the subtle head shakes. 
he was leaving, I would have been taking over his position. The woman did seem a tad nightmarish. I declined when the guy left. Glad he gave me warning. Oh, I totally agree, but I also want to tell you how it is at my workplace. Most of the time while working, we're having an absolute blast and joking around all the time. But if our boss walks past us with a stranger, we all close our mouths and continue working, but very focused on our work, so we don't make the impression that our whole workshop is filled with a bunch of absolute goofballs. In a lot of industries, we work really long hours sometimes, so we're really looking for someone who's willing to put in the hours and is interested in making a bigger impact is code for we're looking for someone to sacrifice their weekends on the altar of our arbitrary goals and expectations because we can't be bothered to pay a second person for the role. It's the old we work hard and play hard deal. That just means everyone works long hours and then goes out to happy hour once a week. Happy hour slowly becomes something that kind of feels like more work and something that you're obligated to go to. Or becomes one donut on Friday and only one donut. We had the mythical company fishing trip that was promised for the end of every season. I finally shut that crap down forever one hot day when the boss asked, where would you like to go on the company fishing trip? This year, I said, I would actually like to go fishing, and it was never mentioned again. I used to be in commercial fishing, and one of my first skippers gave me this advice. When you're checking out a potential boat to take position on, make sure to look at the engine room first. If it's neat, clean, and orderly, then that's a solid vessel to be working on. If it's filthy, cluttered, and in disarray, then get off the boat and don't take the job. Oh, please expand. I'm interested to know the reasoning behind this. The type of captain that allows the most important part of his vessel to be a huge mess all the time is also the type to cut corners and operate in a generally unsafe manner while out at sea. I'm sure there's plenty of exceptions to this, but when my life is in their hands for months at a time, I want to know darn well that they can take condition of their vessel seriously. R. Additionally, a well-kept boat is a sign of a good crew. Pay on a fishing boat is dependent upon the value of the catch. You'll earn more on a good crew. Most of my work has been lineman work for cable or telephone providers and driving trucks, and if they start asking about prior workers' comp claims, then I'm out. I've had owners ask me if I got hurt, would I allow them to let them take care of it and keep the government out of it? Uh, yeah, no way. We're lax on safety and unwilling to improve, so we'd rather cover up problems than prevent them. Your health and well-being mean nothing to us. Anyone using the phrase work hard and play hard during the interview? I once asked, what exactly do you mean by play hard with air quotes around play hard? The interviewer was befuddled and then said something like, we get donuts and bagels once per quarter. Man, talk about living on the fricking edge. We don't offer benefits, job security, or dignity. However, we do have a foosball table and a coffee machine in the break room. Yep, if you want your work to have a great atmosphere, treat your employees well. Don't just have some weird forced socialization once a year where you're jammed into the break room with the one employee that can only talk about photos of their cat. Right after college, I got an interview to be a store manager for an Abercrombie & Fitch clothing store. Before the interview, I was told to dress in my own personal style, but that in clothes would be preferred. I was given a list of what that meant. At the interview, I was asked to make fun of or be judgmental of people walking around us, what they were wearing, their style, hairstyles, designs, or shirts, etc. For example, when a lady walked past us wearing jeans and red Mickey Mouse sweatshirt, the lady interviewing me scoffed and said, Can you believe her wearing that out in public? I mean, what is she, like 12? I shrugged and said, What does it matter if that's her style? 
I didn't get the job. I realized she was trying to see if I was a judgmental prick, and when I wasn't, she chose not to hire me. Later on, I found out this was standard practice for Abercrombie. You should have just gone way too far immediately. Looks like her gunt is sticking out. They look like they murdered a homeless person to get that outfit. Just make a real frickin' meal out of it, you know? Or take the opportunity to roast the interviewer. Like, what is that top you're wearing? What are you trying to do? Signal the aliens from the cosmos with all those sequins? Also, I would prefer not to work weekends. When can I start? I used to work at their headquarters and my job was basically to fold clothes, apply tags, and sort them. Their CEO at the time, I think his name is Michael Jeffries or something, Anyway, he's a crazy substance head in his 50s, and he used to walk by every now and again and give people fist bumps and referred to us as dude and bro. We were all either young 20s or teenagers. He also had calf implants and wore mandals around everywhere. Seeing your anecdote about that company doesn't surprise me at all, being that their CEO was trying to live his teen years while running the company. Last year, I declined an offer to work at a company with a couple of friends for two reasons. One, as part of the interview process, I had to complete an assignment, and I hated the assignment. Two, I got a vibe from my friends that they weren't super happy at the company. Since turning down the offer, both of the friends have complained to me about their boss, and one of them told me that their unlimited paid time off policy basically doesn't mean anything because they don't get to take much time off. Absolutely. In my company, paid time off is called earned time because you earn it through working. The expectation is that you can use up that time whenever you want, and if your manager doesn't like it, they'd better have a darn good reason to deny it. I've never heard of anyone getting denied. Much better than trying to guess exactly what the limit is to unlimited. People who visibly show that they haven't looked at your resume. I have no issues going in-depth about my experience or things that may need clarification, but to blatantly not know anything about the person interviewing shows they don't even value their potential employees at a minimum. I've interviewed way too many people that didn't know what they had on their own resume. Well, that's different. Some people are chronic liars, but you can kind of tell once you sit down with them. When I was an OPS manager for a delivery company, I got a lot of those, and it's amazing how many people will lie for even a super basic job. You can submit your own stories to be featured here on the channel. The story submission link is in the description below. And if you want to listen to some vibey music in the background, check out Easy Mode, also linked below, and subscribe. Asking for a fee before you can get started. The extra E stands for expense. Jobs pay you. Pyramid schemes ask you to buy their crap up front and sell them. This happened to me. I made the right decision noping the frick out of there, despite being desperate for a job at the time. Stress interview. I walked into one of these for a PhD interview. They deliberately were abrasive and unhelpful to the point of callousness, including tossing my entire proposal out of the window. After proposing a different approach, I then got criticized for not reading up on the proposal that they had given me in the same interview. Also, my lack of skills for such an approach, again given to me in the gosh darn interview. I was happy to change approach, but I can't generate years worth of experience with a click of my fingers. They ended up offering me a position, but without funding. Then I asked them if they had any ideas on where to apply for funding for this niche area. No response, I just ignored them after that. If anyone tries that on me in another job, I'm walking straight out the door. Life is too short for such nonsense. If they ask if you're on medications, and if so, what medications and why? Uh, that's definitely illegal where I live. Same. So I would legit throw that interview on purpose and waste their time for being such complete crap bags. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I explained that I was in school and outlined my availability. He asked if I was fine skipping all of my classes on Thursdays because that's when they need me. <laughs> no? Will he pay me for the credit hours I'm missing? No? Then no. That's a bold request for what I assume wasn't even a well-paying job, given that it was probably part-time while someone was in school. The mixture of employees. If there are lots of new employees, and if they have hiring ads, run. They likely rip through employees. Also, beware the places that have a lot of people who have been there forever and no one who has been working there for an intermediate amount of time. In my experience, it turned out that this place had a lot of old-timers and new hires, because the new people would be excluded and chewed up. My current company has this problem, and us new hires have started having our own meetings while the old crew is in their endless 9am meeting every day. Our meetings go something like, has anyone ever actually seen the exemption list that Todd's going on about, or do we think it only exists in his head? Alright, battle plan for this week is to trick him into confirming or denying as many clients as possible are or aren't on the list. Then the next week we type up the document, pass it around to everyone, and bring in donuts to distract them from asking questions about where we got this document from. I would watch this show. Years ago, I was about to be hired to work full-time in a car parts factory. I was at a second interview when the interviewer told me that upon being hired, I would need to see the doctor once every three months and sign a bunch of paperwork basically stating that if I got any respiratory or reproductive illness as a result of working around the fumes in that factory, that I understood and took full accountability for the consequences. 
I left and never went back. If I hear the culture is work hard, play hard, I'm out. That translates to we beat you like a rented mule and then throw a tragic Christmas party with a limited open bar. The interviewer was selling me on taking the job more than I was selling myself on getting the job. The interviewer gave me feedback on revising my resume, offered to advance me to the next interview round and coach me on how to handle the interview, etc. Never been offered that much support before or since. Really put me on guard and I turned down the job. About a year later, I ran into her while having lunch at a restaurant. I actually didn't recognize her at first because she had a big smile on her face, but was dead serious during my job interview. She admitted that company had been a stressful place to work. She now worked somewhere else and was much happier. I also backed out of a job opportunity because of similar reasons. I had a phone interview which seemed to go well. I was working full-time, so I had to schedule interviews and follow-ups around my current job. The people in the place that I interviewed wanted me to come in for a face-to-face, but I needed a couple of days to sort out my schedule at my current job. Over those next couple of days, they called me repeatedly, like three or four times a day, after I clearly told them that I would call them in a couple of days with some available times. That raised a lot of red flags, so I told them that I was no longer interested. I later found out the place was an absolute sweatshop and that the turnover there was terrible. Go figure. For me, it's the schedules. Someone offered me a job where I would often have to do 12-hour shifts and have meetings until 11pm. All of this for minimum wage. I'm 46, I can't do 12-hour shifts on my feet all day anymore. I'm 27 and due to a spinal injury, I'm lucky to be walking on my own again. I can't be on my feet for that length of time either, nor can I reliably lift 50 or more pounds or twist and bend over frequently. I'm fairly jacked due to a fixation on working out and sports conditioning before my injury, so when I explain that I can't do those things, I've gotten ridiculous and even nasty looks from interviewers, two of whom even called me out for just being lazy on the spot. I got up and walked out of both of those interviews immediately. If I was lazy, I wouldn't have this physique, and I'm already mortified by my own loss of mass due to being incapable of maintaining my workouts from three years ago. I don't need some middle manager thinking they know better than my freaking doctors do, and I certainly won't stand to be called lazy by someone who's never seen me work. They ask a lot of questions about something on your resume that isn't really relevant to the job you're applying for or of interest to you, and hint that they want you to do that as well. If it's something you don't mind or actually enjoy, that's fine, but be careful of getting locked into a role different from the one you interviewed for. Would you be willing to give up a few of your vacation days to help out some of your fellow co-workers finish their work? <laughs> uh, no. That's the first time I've seen this kind of proposal. Surely it can't be that common. Surely they can't ask you to give up time with your family. Oh wait, of course this must happen all the time, now I think about it. We do more with less. Translated, we will overwork you and not pay you for it. Ah yes, the first job I landed out of college was in a newsroom where the motto was Us four and no more. As in, one sports reporter, two general assignment reporters, and one editor overseeing things. They refused to hire more people onto their staff even as the economy improved and haven't given employees a raise since 2007. You also didn't have a set schedule and would cover things anywhere between 6am and 10pm, oftentimes at a few hours notice, so working another job to make ends meet was impossible. How that place is still functioning is beyond me, especially since you can literally work fast food and make more money these days. We're a human-sized company with a great startup spirit, which translates to unpaid extra hours and micromanagement. That's like the definition of sugarcoating a really crappy job and wearing many hats. Had an interview where the interviewer said, So you probably made, what, like 40k last year? 
I had made double that and I knew that if I went with this company, I'd only make a little more than 40k. If he hadn't said that, I probably would have taken the job. One thing I experienced was as follows. The manager met me at my job and said I seemed like I would have a knack for the line of work he's in. I, being unhappy in my current job, perked up hoping this would be a good transition opportunity. First red flag, he didn't tell me to come by an office or job location for an interview, but to meet up for lunch. Again, being young and naive, I didn't see anything wrong with that. Fast forward to the lunch. I began to notice what was going on, but didn't want to be rude. Second red flag, the guy tried not to mention the company name. Toward the end of the interview, he asked me, So, on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your interest level? And I asked him the name of the company, and once he told me, I let him know that I was going to research the company to see if I wanted to continue with the process. Long story short, the company was Primerica, which in my opinion is the worst MLM scheme that I know of. If you do a little research, I'm sure you'll agree. My friend calls it a firing squad when you walk into an interview and you're seated in front of multiple people who just start shooting off questions at you. No conversation, no emotion, nothing to make you feel at ease. Strictly Q&A. After years at a company, I went on my first interview, very rusty. They wouldn't even ask me to expand on a few points. I was discouraged until I went on another one that was 1,000 times better. Just me and a few people sitting at a round table discussing my skills and such. I learned the former kind of interview is the one at a place where I don't want to work at. When the information the job interviewer gives you doesn't even match the job listing. When they make you sit at two different rooms for a good 30 minutes before it starts. Job hunting can be one of the most demoralizing processes to go through. When the HR interviewer has a huge fake smile, but while they lead me to the meeting room where the technical part will take place, I see a lot of burned out people with dead eyes and zombie-like faces. I study history and I work for a gardener to earn some money. Once, I applied for a job in an archive, because the job would have a lot more to do with my major. The interview was terrible. They made me talk about gardening for nearly an hour. Interviews usually last 30 minutes where I live. I wanted to talk about my achievements in history because of the obvious connection to the archive, but all they wanted to know was how to trim trees and hedges. Also, they said that I'd have to be there at 8am to work and emphasized on how early that is and asked if I could handle that. When I said yes, they didn't believe me. I started gardening at 0750, so a lot of these weird questions. There's a big company in my province, apparently they have pretty strict interviews, but in the end you have to meet the CEO, and you get to talk to him about whatever topic comes up. Friend of a friend talked about Clydesdales for 45 minutes. He got the job. I had an interviewer once that went ballistic on me when she found out I was engaged. She started off asking me where we were having the wedding and then went nuts, telling me that people have already gotten divorced over this position and I need to seriously consider it. I told her I'd already talked the position over with my fiancé and we were both prepared for it. She said I needed to talk it over again because there was no way we were ready. I noped the frick out of there after that. What the heck kind of position is this where the engagement status matters? When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, or if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot. Everything linked in the description.